Welcome to another episode of Life Almost Without Me. I'm your host, Hugo Viteri. Let's go ahead and get this podcast started. So, everyone's talking about uh, Will Smith smacking uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is like the one of the, at least my... Um, He's up there on my list of, of comedians that uh, I'd, I'd like to meet. And uh, like I, I guess he, you, you could say he's on my Mount Rushmore of comedy. There's not many people that I, uh, that I even look up to in a comedic way, but the list is there. And uh, so that, that happened. I find comedy kind of sacred, um, especially when you know that their entire... What's the word? Uh, they're basically there just to entertain. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's rough because I, I've heard, like, I understand that there's, like, uh, some issues here with, like, oh, my God, he was making fun of her alopecia, which is the, the mental gymnastics I've been hearing of people trying to to say why the joke wasn't okay when that's just... I don't know. It sounds douchey, but that that's comedy. People, everyone gets it, left and right. Fat, skinny, anything, anyone. Everyone gets it. doesn't matter. And uh, it was a pretty tame joke. And uh, for all the people saying that, you know, she had alopecia, um, you got you to gotta laugh at your own self. Like, I've heard some pretty outlandish jokes and uh, at my expense, a lot of the times, and uh, it you just gotta laugh. That's it. Just move forward. Uh, yeah, whatever. I violence is not the answer, folks. Speaking of violence, I had the jujitsu tournament this past weekend. Uh, didn't go my way um, at all, but uh, that's fine. I, I learned a lot despite how short it was. Um, mostly by watching uh, my my teammates compete because they had way more mat, mat time than I did. And uh, uh, Jonah went, Rob went, Caesar. I'm talking about just like the adults. Uh, a lot of our kids and teens went. Uh, I'm not too familiar with them sorry i can't shout them out um I, I just don't interact with them i just see the the boys and uh of course anna kicked all our ass but so it was a good time lonnie really came out this weekend to uh to to work and uh you know i've been listening to lonnie rant for the better part of almost a year now and all he does is talk about how he wants to get better at jujitsu. Literally, it's all I hear. Lonnie does not stop talking about jujitsu. Occasionally, he'll take a break, and then he'll somehow <laughs> he'll somehow start talking about uh, like anime, Dragon Ball Z, or some shit. And just be really excited about that. And then he relates it back to jujitsu. And I, I said this in one of my posts, but 
Lonnie, Lonnie's like always the smallest guy. He's around 125 on a good heavy day. And um, he doesn't shy from facing anyone. He doesn't complain. He doesn't care how much bigger they are. He does not care. If a new black belt is coming by for just a drop-in or something, I know it seems disrespectful uh, in, in some old-school stance, and in a lot of ways it probably was. But Lonnie immediately like, I want to test my skill against him, which is kind of crazy because we know how that's going to go. But Lonnie, like, he just wants the challenge, and he doesn't shy away from it. Every day he wants more and more and more. He just wants to go at it. He wants to get better. And uh, this weekend, again, it showed. Uh, he would coach us when there was no coach around. And he was just all over the place, just watching every match, being as supportive as he could. In the middle of coaching, he would go roll with someone else in his match, win, and come back. And then make sure that the other teammate was doing well, needed some help. He came up to me and was like, hey, look, I, you, got, you got straight ankle locked. It was really quick. I'm sorry it went that way. But you still got this coming up next. What are you going to do? This is how we're going to do it differently, etc., etc." The guy basically was the team. And I'm, I'm not trying to take away from the kids. I didn't, I, unfortunately, I didn't watch any of them. And I'm sure they did great. Uh, points wise the uh, team took took it home uh, third place or something like that regardless what I'm trying to say is like Lonnie for the adults he, he was, he was a, he's just such a valuable uh, training partner friend and even though he's really young in the jiu-jitsu uh, journey you could say it doesn't stop him from wanting to learn more and continue growing. And that is infectious. When you're around that, oh my God. So Lonnie took home three golds and one third place finish. And the third place finish uh, was uh, was interesting. But uh, I don't th- believe Lonnie got submitted at all this weekend. He won most of his matches via submission. And uh, there's just no stopping him. And I I can't wait to see the rest of his time uh, because his commitment is is beyond most people's uh, comprehension. People don't see how much he actually puts in. Like, it's nice. Um, So congratulations to him and everyone else who competed because a lot of people showed a lot of heart. People stepped up on the mat that have never stepped up before. And uh, quite honestly, uh, it was a great weekend to just be a part of. Like, I had a lot of fun just, just recording Lonnie's matches and yelling <laughs> yelling random things. The mental warfare that I bring as a teammate is, um, I don't know if it's respected or not, uh, if it's a little shady or whatever. It's just fun to me to just yell out, he's getting tired, Lonnie, when it's just 30 seconds into the match. And, and just just pumping up 
the homies and making them and just giving them that extra wind. And Lonnie, for the most part, did a great job listening. There, there was a couple parts where uh, he didn't, but he he just learned so easily that when you talk to him, he he takes it to heart. He'll go home and he'll think about it. it it's pretty nice. So, yeah. Again, shout out to them. So my elbow's messed up. <laughs> like... Uh, I I got armbarred and then got switched into a Kimura and by the time I tapped it, it was it was pretty painful and uh, my mobility in that elbow is is uh, not that great right now. Um, it's the reason I'm not training today, and it unfortunately stopped me from being able to compete the next day. When I woke up the next morning, my pain had doubled and my mobility was cut in half even further. So I was, I, it just didn't make sense to go out there and get hurt. Not to mention every time I would move my elbow, I would just let out an audible groan. So I uh, got to heal up. And unfortunately, you know, I thought I trained pretty good up for this. Um, my matches were short, and uh, although I can take a lot from them, especially my last match, because I don't do no-gi that much, and I'm kind of trying to you know, immerse myself in that world. And uh, I, I easily saw my mistakes this time, and I still have something I can take home. Uh, patience is definitely something I need to work on. And uh, just staying calm. I think I stayed calm for the most part. I heard everything uh, my coach was saying. I just uh, acted too soon and improperly, which was not okay. And just something I have to learn from. And now... Now's the real test. The test isn't signing up because anyone can sign up for a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah, it takes a little bit of uh, some, what's the word? It, it takes a bit to just throw yourself into a tournament. I get that. And there's some fear that you might get hurt or that you'll perform poorly, you'll let down yourself, others, etc. There's so many caveats. I get that. But what I'm saying is anyone can sign up for it. Anyone can just go through it, whether you quit or not. Now, what do you do after the fact? Like, I was pretty bummed yesterday. I really wanted to compete. And I'm, I'm kind of sad I didn't go watch. I should have. I was, uh, I got in my head. Surprise, surprise. No, <laughs> I, and I spent most of the day being sad. I ate a lot, a lot of food. I'm back up <laughs> and wait. And uh, all I could think was, what's next? And at the beginning of the day, all I could think is, this is my second tournament where I've had a relative major injury. The uh, AG, or IBJJF last time, I uh, did something to my knee. And because your boy never got real, never got an MRI, I'm still kind of dealing with some of that. But I rehabbed it, and I continued to condition and strengthen it. And I'm at the point where I can sprint again. I can do heavy squats. I can do so much with it. It doesn't bother me anymore. And I was working really hard for this tournament. I uh, Every time I got hurt, I, I would just work on it more, figure out why I got hurt. And now I'm at that same spot. 
and I have one arm, basically. Like, putting on my headphones for this podcast is rather difficult. Um, if I would have hurt my right arm, I don't know how I'd wipe my butt. <laughs> I was telling Lisa, imagine if I was just sitting on the toilet just yelling, Babe! <laughs> wife! Give me a hand! <laughs> and, uh... But no, luckily it was my left arm, and, uh... I've already started Googling what to do from here, how to regain mobility. And right now there's a little bit of inflammation. So even just straightening the arm, straightening the arm is difficult. So I got to wait till that heals. And once that's the pain's gone, I can start working on it again. <clears throat> and then by the end of last night, I had decided that to quit jujitsu is just, it's completely crazy because I got hurt. Everyone gets hurt. This is something I thoroughly enjoy doing. The value that I've received from just participating in this so called sport or art or whatever you want to call it, I, it is incomparable. Like, I, I, or I don't even know if that's right, but. <clears throat> when I before jujitsu, I had no friends. I had well, I had my best friend Jordan, who I thankfully have always had for for many many years now. And uh, but other than that, zero socializing. Just working on myself, trying to get out get out of my head. And then. Uh, not saying jujitsu helped me make friends, but it definitely put me in an area where you're hugging and tugging on people's ligaments all the time, and you're talking with them, and and you're you're bleeding, you're sweating, you're going through this very difficult process. And through that, you know, I've opened up. I'm not as agoraphobic. I go outside. I get to live a different life. And I'm still, I get to be competitive, which is a huge thing for me. I've always enjoyed it. And uh, I couldn't possibly walk away from this. And uh, that just goes to show you how instantly, like, when my cat's trying to cuddle me. I'm trying to get her away from me. She's going to make me sneeze. Sorry. When I... This is another test... And back in the day when I, when I had a test for school or something, <clears throat> I, I, I hated, I hated them. Any test I've taken, for the most part, I hate them. They give me anxiety. But the test for jujitsu does not. I get excited almost every time because I know I've put in my work or I continue to. And I know that, you know, Come on, I'm I'm just a low blue belt that doesn't have any real answers. Like when white belts ask me, like, hey, am I doing this right? Most of the time, I don't know. I think I you know I might have some information, but half the time I give out information, the coach corrects it later. So I, I don't I'm just I look, we're both asking coach. <laughs> um so I, I always feel a little bit underprepared, but I put in time, just like my friend Lonnie, because one, I can't let him down because if he's going to be there, he wants me there. 
it's almost a showdown every time me and him get to roll. And I love that shit. And I hope two to five years down the road, it's the same thing. Where shit, Hugo and Lonnie are rolling. They're rolling to the death. And then afterwards, they talk about how great it was, what they could have done differently, and they grow. It's not me watching Jeremy do super fights. It's me helping Jeremy prep for those super fights. And I'm not saying that I'm a big help, but I'm there. And I want to be there. That's, that's the support we need. You know how annoying it was training for AGF and no one else was? And then showing up to the gym and there was less people? It kind of sucks. And then sometime, and, th- and then IBJJF started. And thankfully, uh, Professor Mike started getting on people's cases about showing up. And the classes now are packed. And you know what's the best part? That helped us get ready for AGF. And I want to return that for IBJJF and other tournaments. And not only that, it's making me better. By being a better teammate, I will be a better competitor. My jiu-jitsu will get better. And overall, our team grows. That's kind of what I learned about this weekend. And uh, if I have one arm... I can train with one arm. I just won't use the other one. I'll fucking shove it in my gi. Put it, put it, uh, I'll tie my belt around it and I'll just hold on to my belt and I'll just be like, hey, just don't attack my left arm. I'm not going to use it. Pretend it's not there. That's it. I'll train. People do that shit. You know why? Because they only have one arm. Some people have no legs and they're doing this. World class athletes. There's no reason I can't put in some time still and yeah sure i gotta heal a particular amount of my arm because if you touch it there's so much pain so i it would be irresponsible for me to go train immediately but give it time i'll be back and uh i can't wait to be a part of it because it's it's giving me so much so that's that's it i'm just gonna keep working on it i'm gonna go running i'm gonna keep doing squats I'm going to work on my lower body, strengthening it while my left arm elbow heals. And once that heals, I'll continue fixing that and continue working on my game. Hopefully, I'll be ready. I'll be able to compete at IBJJF. But if not, then I get it. It happens. But I'm not going to stop training. I'm not going to stop getting better. And neither should you. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Because you want to get better. You want some help. Maybe you need to wake up a little bit. Maybe you need that cup of coffee. Maybe I can be both those things for you. I don't like the lazy attitude. Even when it's like, I've seen, I kind of have lazy jujitsu. And uh, I would prefer to be on bottom. It's (laughs) only in jujitsu is that not a gay term. But, uh, Today, uh, well, all right. So when I was competing, my game plan was to pull guard, and then for some reason, because I don't do uh, no gi, I don't really know how to pull guard and the no, and no gi and all that. Um, so for my no gi game plan, I was I'm I'm not gonna let them take me down, and technically, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> so uh, I actually, you know, I think he got points for that. Which I still don't think counts. But anyways, 
I had a game plan and it it was kind of working. Um, I figured I was going with this, but no, I learned a lot this weekend, and it's it's been really great. And uh, I can't wait to uh, to continue the next part because that's all it is. It's just another day where we got to test ourselves, and uh, the real test is always afterwards. You can win and lose, but what do you do afterwards? How do you make that experience grow further? It's not about one test because there's still an infinite amount of tests coming up. And for a split second, I would be li- I would be lying to you if I said I didn't for a split second think that maybe jujitsu wasn't for me. And and you know, I sat with that feeling. And then you start thinking about it. And some people will quit. Fuck, I did. Took me 10 years to return. And now, all I see is that I, I needed those, I needed that time. I needed that time to learn who I was again. 10 years later, I'm a much better person. And maybe I wasn't ready to be who I was back in the day. <sighs> so that, that's how I'm moving forward. And I hope everyone continues to move forward that way because I, I I can't imagine quitting what would I do imagine like why did you quit that's all I would think of for the rest of my life I could have been this by now I could have been that by now I could be helping out at the gym like I could be mentoring some students coming up etc there's so many things that happen if that don't get to happen if I quit all I get to do is just stay home. So don't quit. Get back on that horse. We all want to win, but there's times when we lose. For sure. So, uh, weird dream. <laughs> uh, now nah, I'm not going to get into that. So, this has been bothering me lately because everywhere I go, like customer service blows, just piss poor everywhere. Like even when you go into labor, it's like a self-checkout line process. They, they're always understaffed. I know this is like six years late. Like Hugo, why are you complaining about this? You had to get kid forever ago. But I just remember them staring at me like, you're not going to hold your wife's legs open. And I'm like, first of all, that's why I'm here. Because I did have her legs open. And two, why don't you have double the nurses to hold each leg? And they're like, well, we, we expected you to want to be involved. And I didn't go to labor school. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... Some college dropout who uh, was just here to have a baby. What happened to the days when you could just sit in like the waiting room with a cigar with your boys and they all pat you in the head when the doc comes out and says, it's a boy or a girl, blah, blah, blah. And then you go in there and you're dad. No, now you have to be part of the process. And they look at you like you're insane for 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 having some apprehension like what do you mean you're not in there 
You don't want to fucking wipe it all clean? You don't want to catch the baby? I'm like, I, I, no. <laughs> also, dude, I'm a big fan of the checkout line at HEB. When you're an introvert like me, you don't want to, to socialize in any way, shape, or form. The check self checkout line will be like you know ten items or less. I'll show up with thirty and leave before the guy who's got five items. I've become a pro at it, and I really probably should get a discount. So yeah, no, I don't know why I decided to talk about that. It's just been bothering me. Uh, everything, everywhere I go, I'm doing more and more of the work, and it's driving me nuts. Like I had. <laughs> My plumber came in. He goes, this would be like two hours of work. Uh, are you available? And I was like, for fucking what? <laughs> he goes, well, I need someone to turn off and on the water, uh, but during specific times. Like, why doesn't he come with another plumber dude then? Like, now I'm in my house <laughs> just sitting next to this on-off valve, and I just hear... Can you turn it off? And I got to turn it off. It's two hours of my day wasted. I didn't get paid. There was no discount in the plumbing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, this has been another episode of Life Almost Without Me. I hope it was an enjoyable one. If you haven't liked or followed the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do because it is the greatest way to give back. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.